0: Welcome to Conversations in the Kitchen. We're Gemma and Paul, two kitchen table entrepreneurs chatting about our journey, building our own e-commerce businesses and helping others to do the same. Grab a coffee and join us in the kitchen as we chat about the highs and lows of entrepreneurship, strategies for digital growth, and our approach to building a purpose-driven and sustainable business online. week's episode we are sharing some of the books that have been inspiring us during lockdown and impacting on our business journey and we're chatting about why feminist entrepreneurship is something that we should all be talking about. Morning Paul, how are you?
1: I am all right. Um, Actually I've got a bit of a headache and I know you are in slightly long covid mode um, and a little bit under the weather as the English expression goes, Um, but yeah, I'm I'm okay. Uh, I suspect maybe my headache is in part due to um, the fact that I probably spend about 18 hours of my day, six days a week doing things on different size screens (laughs) and uh, with lockdown, especially a a screen holiday uh, could be good. But I've I've actually uh, what we've been up to, which uh, you you can you can tell our listeners a bit more about it, uh, relates to old-fashioned world where words were on printed pages, and we've been remembering how important books are to um, to our world as well. Tell 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 us what we've been up to with books.
0: Yeah, so I think we have a lot of conversations about books between us. Um, You've always got quite good book recommendations, so I've read a few things um, throughout lockdown that I found really helpful and really interesting based on your recommendations. Um, And we thought it would be quite good to share what we've been reading, what we've read in the past that we found really useful with our community. So we've been putting together a little online bookshop, um, which will probably be live by the time this goes out. So we can link to it. But yeah, we've been gathering some of our our favorite books all around small business, entrepreneurship, creativity, branding, I think there's a whole whole bunch of stuff in there. Um, So yeah, love books, love talking about books, think it will be really interesting um, to sort of see which ones other people find really interesting as well. And I would say if anyone's got any recommendations for books, then they should leave a comment on the post for this as well, because we'd always like to know what what other people are reading and are finding useful?
1: I'm just, uh, I cheat a lot with books now with Audible so um, I'm listening to to this rather than reading this but um, uh, there's a book by Tim Ferriss about mentors and he uh, He sends the same questions to uh, loads of amazing people, actually. It's it's partly why I got it, because it's a really good dip-in sort of book, because you can just dip into a different person um, and see what they say about different things. But one of his standard questions is, um, what book do you most often find yourself giving to other people? Brackets. Or what three or four books have made the biggest impact on... On your life and um i i, lo- I love that actually because that act of giving a book i think is is really important and i i know, I, I do that a lot I, more more in the modern world i guess you give it as a recommendation but i do love the actual act of yeah. here you go have this have my well-thumbed copy um and it, it's also one of those horrible questions because i don't know I, i'm not sure i could get it down to one or or to three or four. Um, But in terms of that second part of it, I think I do find I do still find books incredibly useful as a sort of a catalyst for motivation. And uh, I I went through a long phase after uh, a a background reading way too many books over the years, finding not enough time for fiction or non-fiction, and then Audible in particular has really sort of brought non-fiction back in, into my life in a, in a big way, and um, I, I don't know, I, I think it can be very empowering just to sort of get that sense of the mentorship of a book, perhaps, to to draw on Tim Ferriss. Um, but picking on that topic of shared books and books that have inspired us. One that I can't I can't remember if you passed it to me, or I passed it to you, or possibly we both passed it to each other. And we both went, yeah, got it, been there, seen it, done it. But um, one book maybe forces us to explain why our bookshelves in our in the kitchen bookshop Begin with a section on feminist entrepreneurship. So, um, as, as the uh, feminist entrepreneur sitting closest to me at the moment, Gemma, I think you better pick that pick that one up. Why? Why? Why have we done that?
0: Yeah. Um, so I think you're talking about the double X economy, um, which actually you recommended to me. I hadn't yeah. come across it. It was you'd recommended it to me. Um, so that's by Linda Scott, I think. Um, and it's a brilliant book i mean I, I absolutely devoured it in i think about a day and a half um it just sort of fits fits a lot of the you know the things that i believe in sort of the work that i do and the work that we do in in the kitchen um yeah and it's really i think it sparked quite a few conversations for us really around the importance of sort of female entrepreneurship and not not just i think it comes in two parts i think there's there's empowering women into entrepreneurship but then there's also sort of moving away from some of the more traditional perhaps patriarchal business practices that we see a lot and we see a lot of that coming through in sort of online business as well but i think there's a bit of a shift now moving slightly away from that and i think we've had a lot of conversations around that which probably double x economy was a bit of a catalyst for um and it's kind of made us think about you know how we want to work with our clients and in, in the kitchen and how we want to show up and how we want to build a business that's really sustainable and obviously with any business you want profit to be a focus but there's also so much more than that and I think that's kind of what sort of where we've we've come to with a lot of the conversations we've been having um and a lot of the books that we've since been reading, I've been along this theme. I've read a couple of other really good ones, which are in the bookshelf as well, um, in the bookstore. So yeah, I think it just for me, it really that book. I think really brought together a lot of a lot of the things that I'd been thinking and feeling, and kind of trying to bring out in sort of the work that I've done with um, clients over the years, whether it's on the coaching or the kind of more businessy marketing side. It just sort of brought all that together and kind of really really just solidified what our values are a little bit and sort of who we want to work with and how we want to work Um, and I think yeah it's just really really interesting to sort of talk about this you know there's not um there's a lot of barriers to women stepping into entrepreneurship and business ownership and I think it's really important to open up the conversation around that and break some of that down but it's also about looking at, you know, some of those business practices that perhaps just do feel a bit outdated now and aren't necessarily supporting the way that either people want to run their business or the way that customers, you know, want brands and businesses to actually sort of be acting and thinking and and talking, so, yeah.
1: Um, I think that's fascinating. Say say a little bit more about that then on, because you, you said something about, uh, Obviously, the most important driver for business is is revenue and and profit, and it's almost the sort of yeah tick that's that's vital and that's that's what makes a business thrive and grow and be sustainable. But I think you sort of said something about how you know it can go way beyond that, and there's there's sort of more more to think about than that. What what would some examples of that be?
0: Yeah, so I think you know through. <laughs> We've had a sort of very patriarchal model of business. It's been very focused on sort of profit and ownership and kind of hierarchy. And if you look at sort of any structure of a business, it tends to be that that triangle of, you know, there's somebody sitting at the top and um, it's all about sort of linear growth and beating your competitors. And, you know, there's there's just all that sort of side of stuff of business, which often I think is a barrier to women stepping into business because when you look at th- thinking about being a business owner and who you need to show up as that's often not particularly that attractive um but I think we're starting to see this really alternative model coming through and it's it's a lot more you could call it a feminist model I'd say maybe it's more of a feminine model in that it brings in a lot more um emphasis on things like integrity and honesty and kind of empathy in business and collaboration and just sort of um it's kind of a real business model that's sort of based on transformation and not just for you as a business and as a business owner but as a kind of more community-based thing and I think as customers and consumers we're looking more and more at brands to sort of be aligned with the things that we value and we're looking for businesses who do care about more than just you know the profit that they're making and who are giving back who are engaging in sustainable practices who are just doing good or have some sense of kind of purpose and kind of value behind them and I think you know we're seeing that come through more and more but there's still kind of a long way to go I think with kind of breaking down that that sort of traditional business model
1: yeah and I mean I'm, I'm a huge advocate of my sort of like terms like patriarchy almost as much as feminism because it, it it sort of exposes how it involves all of us. And I, I think w- one of the things that lockdown has exposed on, on a massive level is how false and unsustainable the separation between work and business and family and life and childcare yeah. and you know, it's no accident that we called our business in the kitchen and and that, you know, the kitchen table is sort of both a place where you can, I, you know, quite, quite literally at the moment, um, there's residues of uh, lunch at one end of the table, homeschooling at the other, um, various bits of uh, business activity in the, in the middle of it, and all of these things are, are going on together, and um, I don't know, you know, over the years, I've become more and more disillusioned between that sort of, sort of false separation and having to sort of switch on your business self and the kind of stressors and, um, I don't know, negative impacts on people's health that that can have of sort of trying trying to be that business person. And I, I think, you know, one of the things that, the Double X Economy book is brilliant. At. Is that sort of you know showing how that interweaving can be yeah. much much more radical and, and it's you know it's beneficial to men and women? Um that said, I mean, uh, I, I as a as a man I read the double X double X economy, where uh, with moments of, oh my god, how has there not been a bloody revolution as a result of the injustices over the years that come from treating men and women differently and you know there's some incredibly powerful statistics about um the the lack of wealth held held by women um that's that comes from centuries of historical practices where women couldn't inherit the family fortunes or weren't expected to go into businesses Um, and you know before before the angry revolution, I would say there is a sort of, you know, there's a, there's a social justice element to thinking that, uh, boosting female entrepreneurship and female held wealth and, um, is female run businesses and own businesses is a sort of powerful counterbalance to that, but away from the anger. And I think what, what the book's really good at is, um, so you know, it's almost a sort of common sense for all of us again, because the boost to the economy that would come from more small businesses, more female-owned businesses, um, I think, you know, it's not necessarily just female-owned, it's, it's that sort of... Um, that businesses run from within communities and not, yeah. not kind of separate from the lives that we lead. Um, but the, the the boost to the global economy from that could be absolutely incredible. Yep. Um, I think, I can't remember, the 250 billion of new value could be added to the economy if women started and scaled businesses at the same rate as men, I think. I think yep. that's the UK economy.
0: That's the UK, yeah, globally. It's it's so much bigger. We're, we're sort of, we're not at the forefront. There's a lot of, actually, there's a lot of countries where um, the, the gender gap is a lot less than in the uk but yeah i think in the uk i think it's like one in three entrepreneurs are female so there's a massive there's a massive gap to the economy there and yeah if we were scaling and growing businesses at the same rate as men that would be such a a big contribution and it does it like you said it's that community focus as well a lot of the time i think one of the things that really jumped out from the the double x economy for me was some of the case studies around um where women were empowered not only does it kind of impact them and their families but it tends to impact the wider community and economy because women tend to invest back into their communities on a greater rate than perhaps men do so it's kind of yeah it's kind of that you know you empower women to be in business and it kind of it helps everybody kind of rise up a little bit as well
1: yes I think we probably save the some some of the ridiculous accounts of how testosterone fueled male behavior has practically destroyed global economies from wall street and other parts of the world for another 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 day or (laughs) or more gin perhaps yeah (laughs) but um what what does you know the, the risk of all of this is it sounds a bit like um you know an academic textbook it's, it's all it's all good in theory but what 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 for you does some of this mean in practice around sort of new models of business new models of entrepreneurship or celebrating emerging models of entrepreneurship what, what what are some sort of practical outcomes of that
0: yeah i mean i think for me there's like there's two elements to it so i think there's getting more women into business as a whole there's a lot of barriers for women um so i think um there's a lot that needs to shift and you know that's that's sort of more than any one person can do but i think opening up like greater access to just funding and relevant training and sort of networks women are usually quite disadvantaged in those areas um and i think just sort of well i think it's just up to everyone sort of to look at how they want to run their business on an individual level and this is something we've talked about a lot with you know what we're wanting to create within the kitchen what we're creating separately with other projects that we've got going on and i think it's you know it's looking at things like examining all of the practices within your business so how are you marketing your business what do your sales practices look like are you just doing them because that's how everyone else does them and it's how it's always been done Or are you stopping to think about actually sort of what do you want them to look like, you know, avoiding using anything that actually perhaps is a little bit harmful, maybe trying to sort of um, make your business and your offerings a bit more accessible to people, whether that's sort of on a financial level, whether it's um, just in the way that you show up and where you show up and the kind of language that you're using in your business. So I think you can kind of start to look at that a little bit. And I think also just think about your values and what's important to you and how do you infuse that into your business? That's something we've talked about a lot. And, you know, from who we want to work with to how we want to work with them to just generally, you know, how we show up online, we've talked a lot about sort of what's important to us and what we want to get across and, you know, what we do want to do, what we don't want to do. So I think always sort of starting from that point as well. Um, And then thinking just, just, sustainability you know there's a lot of talk online about the kind of get to six figures very quickly kind of thing you know the focus on the financials and the profit but actually if you're building sustainably it's looking deeper than that and it's thinking about how can you collaborate how can you join together with other people and other businesses that share your values how can you um bring in new revenue streams even to just make your growth more sustainable and therefore you know you've got different opportunities to connect with people on different levels and you're sort of opening things up and just again making things a bit more accessible um and yeah I think it's just you know starting from that that kind of thing of just I think start with values that's the best place and sort of think about okay as a small business what's important to me what do we, you know, who do we want to connect with? Who who will our community and our audience be that share those values? And then just always make sure that every decision you're making is in alignment with that. I think.
1: Yeah, I I agree. That's really I think that's really interesting. And I, you know, what's so exciting at the moment, or you know, maybe maybe that's just the world we're living in a lot bit at the moment, and we're seeing a lot of that because of where we are and what we're doing. But it does feel like this sort of shift in um, whether it's generational or um, kind of just to do with i think a lot of it actually has to do with the uh it's a sort of fruition of the first uh, you know an early generation where women have been in sort of senior professional careers and um coming you know beginning to have that role in the workplace and then coming from that and bringing that experience into starting businesses or mentoring other women in business or um, Uh, yeah I I guess beginning to sort of invest wealth in in different ways perhaps but there there does seem to be a sort of uh, maybe not big enough but some sort of energy and momentum around that at the moment I mean what what do you look to as sort of good examples of what you've just described you know what what's um, what's exciting stuff that's going on or good role models or other people um, you know the uh, the Double X book is quite, you know, she's a professor, she's an academic, she's done research yeah. in lots of different countries, but it, 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 it's, uh, it's quite academic-y, but are, are there sort of people out there in the world of business that inspire you that are leading the way in this?
0: Yeah I think I think one that jumps out um, and I think it's one of the books that's on on our bookshelf um, is Mary Portas and her book Work Like a Woman again that was quite a pivotal one for me Um, I she shares a sort of background in in what I kind of used to do in retail so a lot of her experiences that she shares in that book I could really identify with Um, but I really like just her approach to stuff and and we've talked a little bit about some of the stuff that um her and her agency have been putting out into the world around sort of kindness and i think she calls it the kindness economy um and that plays in a lot with sort of our values and you know and some of this that we've been talking about and it is it's just that sense of showing up and you know thinking how can i do this differently how can i do this in a way that's kinder to people kinder to the planet you know it doesn't sort of just because business has always been done in one way it doesn't mean that's how it needs to be how can it be changed how can we look at different models that are just nicer for everybody whether you know you're a customer experiencing that you're a supplier that you're working with you're you know however sort of where you're at in the chain um so I find her really inspiring her book I think was really great that probably is pitched a little bit more at women who are in perhaps more corporate careers as opposed to like entrepreneurship but so much of it kind of transfers across. um, And just her general sort of ethos around, you know, doing things differently and and having sort of kindness at the heart of stuff, definitely. And I think, you know, we are seeing a shift about that. There's there's loads of small businesses I can think of that I've seen recently who, you know, they've either got things in place to be giving to causes that they care about, or they're looking to kind of balance out, you know, and become carbon neutral or sort of however, however you want to approach it. and I think that that whole concept of kindness in business is a really interesting one. So, yeah, I really I find her quite inspiring as a businesswoman um, and just sort of what what she's doing with her work in the world. Definitely. Um, I'm not too sure about other ones, to be honest. There's there's a few sort of where I maybe pick and choose little bits of their approach, but I wouldn't say um, I'm sort of all in with it. But yeah, that um, she's she's quite an inspiring one. And that was a really good book as well.
1: I think that. Um... We might have to revisit that word kindness uh happiness is another is another important one for me where there's there's a sort of there's maybe another podcast in a few weeks time to go a little bit deeper into some of that because I think there's there's some exciting stuff going on with that as well and another another sort of chuck it at people book that I've got at the moment um is uh it's called humankind by Rutger Bregman which touches on some of this from a sort of Female point of view, but is, is much is much broader than that in terms of kind of kindness as a driving force for growth and sustainability and um, the planet that we live on. Yeah. Um, any other any other book recommendations that you'd have? Or I know I know we've got sort of uh, there's there's a, there's a few on that bookshelf. What what else? Uh, um, what else is on your bookshelf? Um, I know I know the Mary Portas book is there, and I need to. Um, get a few more that you've got on your shelf that haven't got mine but go on so 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 a few
0: waving one around it you know which is a feminine capital which actually is a little bit harder to get hold of because it's a Canadian um published book so I found it I had to buy it second hand but if anyone can get it it's definitely a, a really good one um and this was really interesting for me because it takes that traditional model of entrepreneurship and then it literally gives you a complete alternative model from thinking you know how you think as a woman how you sort of think financially for yourself and for your business um, how you kind of lean into what we would maybe term more feminine qualities Um, and it, it it's aimed not just at women it's aimed sort of at any entrepreneur as to how you can kind of bring in that that sort of more feminine side and things like integrity and empathy and you know things that we think of as being more sort of feminine um qualities and yeah again it just it, it it talks a lot about sort of identity as an entrepreneur as well and how that plays into gender and um how even things like just sort of the general spirit have been an entrepreneur is often sort of on that more um kind of masculine sort of side and you know how we can turn that around and how we can think about it differently so that's another really good one that I recommend. it is quite a meaty one it's probably a little bit like double x economy I think they're both professors who have written this so there's a lot of like research in there and sort of stuff to um kind of you know back up sort of what they're saying as well so you can really dig into it but yeah I found that one was was really really good as well
1: yeah I think that's really interesting and you know, it, it is inspiring. There are obviously, you know, people like Sarah Davis or Deborah Meaden or other female dragons or, you know, there are women entrepreneurs who are starting to become household names and that sense yes. of change change occurring. And I, I think, I mean, maybe that's a task we should set ourselves around sort of celebrating what's out there a little bit. But there's a, there is this sort of sense at the moment of... Whether it's sort of driven by lockdown or the age that we're in, or the sense of technology changing the scale that businesses can operate on and making making it much easier for sort of small businesses to traction and start up, but there is this sort of sense of more and more people wanting to move from that kind of corporate life model to Whatever we're calling this, kitchen table entrepreneurialism, life life model, Um, and you know, within within that wave, I mean, you know, we're meeting amazing, inspiring people all the time. Um, So, yes, uh, there is lots in the double X economy that makes you growl and stamp about the past, but perhaps within a lot of this, and in this entrepreneurial area particularly. Uh, there is sort of hope and inspiration, and lots of lots of exciting stuff going on.
0: Definitely, and it, yeah, I think I've read a few articles around um, sort of entrepreneurship as a whole increasing during the pandemic, but particularly from the female point of view. I think is women tend to be more negatively affected in terms of their career and their jobs by the pandemic, and I think it's it's really inspiring to see that that's sort of creating. Um, more entrepreneurship and you know kitchen table businesses and yeah it's been I've definitely seen a few articles around that and it's that is exciting and it is inspiring and I think when you start to open up conversations like this a little bit more it just you know it kind of just helps with that so yeah love it. You've been listening to Conversations in the Kitchen with us, Gemma and Paul from In the Kitchen. Be sure to subscribe in your favourite podcast player so you don't miss an episode. And if you're a small business with big purpose who wants to grow your e-commerce revenue, click the
1: link in our show notes.